Greetings, everyone. I want to thank you for listening in and tuning in right now. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet, and more. This episode topic is about zero waste, the restaurant edition. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, to review it wherever you can, and also to share Greener Thoughts. All of these actions will help Greener Thoughts grow. You can contact Greener Thoughts by sending a voice message to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message via the Anchor app or send an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So, as you can probably tell from my voice, I am coming down with a a few different things. Um, In this episode announcements, I have just very few announcements. Um, I do want to thank you all again for tuning in. Unfortunately, I am under the weather. I first want to say, first announcement is Happy Black History Month. The second announcement is that I have bronchitis, laryngitis, and tinnitus in my right ear. It hasn't really been going away um, since I was coughing quite a bit. And so I want to just you know let you know in advance, I'm going to be um, doing a bit of hack coughing and um, you know my voice is soft, softer than usual, of course. And so I want you to just bear with me and this is going to be a new experience here on Green Thoughts. You know, I don't like being sick, but you know that this is part of my dedication. So I'm coming through with these episodes um, better late than never, even though I usually do produce them on Sundays and Thursdays, but they're releasing later than um, usually scheduled because I have quite a bit going on with volunteering, with some business stuff, with work stuff, you know, just trying to keep it all together. And so for my loyal day ones and those who know um, how, you know, much I love my podcast and I love what it is that Greener Thoughts is, um, I'm going to keep on pushing on. So regardless, no worries. I want to thank you for listening and supporting as always. So the next segment up is called Headlines from the Hemispheres. It's a quick briefing on environmental news globally. So the first headline is about Botswana. Uh, and so Botswana selling licenses to kill elephants at $39,000 a head. You can learn more about that news piece on HuffPost, a.k.a. Huffington Post, in the environment section. So a lot's been going on. Botswana has been auctioning off different permits that will grant hunters the ability to kill elephants, unfortunately. And they're doing this for about uh, 
$39,000 a head, and this is really getting environmentalists around the globe and animal lovers, um, you know, up in arms and extremely um, angry. And this pricey permit system, it will allow the hunters to kill uh, 70 elephants in all. So for the amount of money that they're paying for those permits, they get to kill about 70 elephants. And according to Bloomberg, most um, trophy hunters are they're coming out of um, the U.S. and they're hunting in Southern Africa. So uh, most trophy hunters come from the U.S., unfortunately. With Africa's total elephant population, it's fallen quite a bit, um, exactly more than 66%, so more, about two-thirds in the past 40 years, from its highest at 1.3 million in 1979 to 415,000 in 2015, according to official figures. Botswana is home to some 130,000 elephants, as the world's largest population of elephants. Number two headline is all about air purifying headphones and what's next for the future. So air purifying headphones aim to help urban dwellers breathe easy. You can learn more about this news on MNN.com, a.k.a. Mother Nature Network. So... Dyson, as we all know, they're best known for their vacuums and fans, recently filed a patent across the pond in the UK for a pair of headphones that intakes polluted air through ear cups and directs the filtered product to an integrated mouthpiece. How cool. And then also according to Bloomberg, this means that it provides enough suction to draw approximately 1.4 liters of air per second, which is really cool. And the air is then filtered to remove pollutants and pushed to a partially transparent mouthpiece at the front of the user. According to the nonprofit Health Effects Institute, HEI, in their State of Global Air 2019 report, it listed air pollution as the fifth leading risk factor for mortality worldwide ahead of malnutrition, alcohol use, and physical inactivity. And then lastly, we have the third headline. It's about Canada. Go Canada! And their recent discovery that is pretty prehistoric. So Canadian scientists give vicious name to newly discovered T-Rex relative. And that story, you can check out more about it on HuffPost, a.k.a. Huffington Post. So scientists discovered a dinosaur that is extremely um, similar and alike to the Tyrannosaurus Rex, which we all are familiar with. And it's nicknamed the Reaper of, De of Death. And its length is 8 meters, so that's about 26 feet. And um, the name is pretty long. I'm not going to butcher it, and I can hardly speak. So, um, you know, the word, the first word of its name is Greek for uh, the Reaper of Death. It's a pretty cool name. And it's the oldest uh, Tyrannosaur species that's ever been found in Canada. This discovery was made by the team of researchers from 
the University of Calgary, and the Royal Tyrell Museum of Paleontology. So the news piece for this podcast episode comes mainly from MNN.com. That's Mother Nature Network for you. And as far as the reason as to why I wanted to get into this topic, um, I wanted to break it down because there were a few different articles I saw about zero waste, which is my favorite thing to discuss and to dismantle um, because it's really, I think, applicable to most people when you really think about it because our interactions with waste and and what we do, you know, our, our food, where things come from, we're consuming different things every single day. Around the globe, people do this. Um, but not everyone has as much waste, especially here in America, um, in the U.S., as we do. And so, um, I never have really been to a zero-waste restaurant. I mean, I've been to some restaurants that are conscious about their menus and about their different waste that they do, um, their waste management systems that they do have. Like, they may have composting systems, may have reusable um, silverware, they may have, um, you know, maybe some carbon offsetting, um, for the, um, animals that are served on the menus, things like that. Um, and so I wanted to dive into this because it seemed like an interesting topic to discuss. Uh, who doesn't love to eat out, you know, and this will maybe give you some suggestions about, um, finding a restaurant, finding a kitchen that can more align with maybe your values or, and pique your interest so that you go in there and make it a favorite. And you go to this place often because it supports, um, you know, sustainable living, having that eco-friendly nature there. It is, you know, part of the future. This greening of our restaurants is a part of the future. So I thought to go ahead and talk about it and have some fun doing it. So uh, this uh piece here we're going to talk about I just named it food waste and facts simply because we're going to be talking about food waste and specifically different facts that I'll mention in a few so when it comes to food waste it isn't just about the food that's wasted now more times than not it's about the packaging that's involved the food that um uh the packaging that the food is wrapped in so sometimes that's reusable or not reusable packaging other times it's the containers that is involved with shipping the food which sometimes is not um, properly used properly it's not um, sometimes reused different um, grocery store chains etc they don't reuse certain packaging because it could contaminate food in the future because of mixed uh, use of different foods things like that also cleaning products when it comes to food waste um, and cleaning up uh, food waste period in the kitchens that people have in, in in restaurants that's a big factor too because that's part of food waste you know when we think about it also compost facilities these things are all a part of the food waste pyramid that we sometimes don't always see firsthand next I want to dive into some food waste facts so we're going to talk uh, briefly about a few facts that stand out uh, from the news So, the first is that the EPA has reported um, similar shocking numbers when it comes to food waste. So, food waste uh, packaging accounts for nearly 45%, so almost 50% of the materials that are sent to landfills in the U.S. 
striking. I've known the statistic, I thought it was 40% at one point, but now it's up to 45%. Very striking there, very alarming information. The EPA, it reports that uh, wasted food cost the commercial food industry <coughs> it cost the food service industry <coughs> about 100 billion dollars annually and then the nonprofit refed an interesting organization it focuses on food waste reduction it recently reported that U.S. restaurants generate $11.4 million, uh, millions, uh, million tons, 11.4 million tons of food waste annually. So U.S. restaurants report a lot of food waste that they handle. And the food, the full cost of that food waste is $25 billion. Now, food costs can represent a lot of a restaurant sales, about 28 to 35% of a restaurant sales. And um, so reducing food waste isn't just good for the environment, it's good for business in their bottom line too. Now let's jump to what is zero waste costing us, if anything? So some examples of waste reduction strategies for one business or maybe an organization may not be the same for another. You know, every business, every organization has different needs, has different wants for their business, and has different uh, customers that they're looking to uh, attract. And so um, one uh, such business that's altering the way that waste is, you know, gone from them and it's out of their uh, way in their business is um, the, the co-owner, Mr. Henry Rich of Redora. And Redora is a Brooklyn natural wine bar and restaurant that sends no trash or food waste to landfill. And so, you know, what's one of the actions that they did upon opening their restaurant? Well, the number one thing that they did was that they operated without trash pickup. And that was essential to them and for them and their business. And the the Rodora team, they spent about 10 months, so almost a full year, and they spent $50,000 planning and innovating their space, their restaurant space, to operate differently than mainstream restaurants. So really iconic, really brilliant, very, um, you know, of... Uh, thinking forward of, of what they want their restaurant to look like and what they want the restaurant to be when it comes to not having to deal with waste, waste pickup, trash. They also did other things too. They use bees wrap, beeswax wrap instead of plastic, which is amazing. Um, I I've talked about in an Eco Company Spotlight segment a few podcasts ago where I talked about uh, bee, bees wrap the uh, special sustainable food wrapping for food. It's amazing, and I would love to go ahead and talk about that more. If you want, I will go ahead and link um, the title of it in the show notes so you can all check it out for yourselves. Uh, also, Rodoro, Rodoro, Rodora, they went ahead and asked distributors to deliver 
in reusable plastic bins by bicycle. So definitely cutting down on that carbon footprint. They also donate their wine corks and of course they use a commercial composter for any leftover food. Now let's jump to the rewards of zero waste. There are many rewards in my opinion, but many uh, think so as well, especially when it comes to money, but also when it comes to you know finding out what diners really want and what they need. And more times than not, they're saying that you know they're considering a restaurant recycling and food waste program. According to the National Restaurant Association, about half of diners think this way. So, you know, there's a real changing perception about zero waste in diners and how people want to operate, how they want to be conscious about what restaurants are doing about their food waste as patrons, as diners. And so they're really responsible in that sense. The tide is turning when it comes to um, people who enjoy food, are foodies, are eating out. It's really different now. Some examples of zero-waste restaurants like Rodora um, in Brooklyn, New York, the restaurant that I mentioned, the Natural Wine Bar and Restaurant, and also Westbourne is also in New York. These places are changing and doing things differently. They're also thinking about their carbon footprint output. For example, Rodora, they don't um, serve meat necessarily, but they serve tinned fish, and so also many restaurants nowadays are looking for alternatives to uh, reducing their meat options and to keep their carbon footprints really, really low. One example you may be thinking of is Panera Bread. Panera Bread actually announced in January 2020 that it plans to evolve to make 50% of its menu plant-based. Currently, 25% of its menu is meat-free. Nowadays, there are more fast food brands that are jumping into the swing of things with vegan burgers. Such restaurants that have done it are ones like Burger King and McDonald's and KFC and also Denny's, just to name a few. And they've all begun offering plant-based meat um, type of burgers within the past year. So I want to leave you with some notable quotables before we move on to the next segment. So the first notable quotable is from Refed, the organization that I talked about. It's a nonprofit that's focused on food waste reduction. And so, quote, benefit to cost ratio of food waste reduction efforts in the restaurant industry is compelling. For every dollar invested in food waste reduction, restaurants can realize approximately $8 of cost savings. And then also from Rodrigo, Adora's Henry Rich. This is one of the restaurant's co-owners. Quote, We're at one pivot point. The hope is that maybe we can influence and inspire some people above and below to learn what zero waste is because it's so beautifully simple not having trash and not sending it to a landfill. End quote. Love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. 
I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So I just want to start by saying that for me, I believe that zero waste restaurants are our present and our future. As we talked about in the news, you know, two restaurants out of New York are already changing the tide a little bit, and they've been successful at it. There have been people who have, you know, eaten at those restaurants, and they still keep coming back. Those restaurants still have business. They have principles that they stand by. Um, I want to talk about how amazing plant-based options are, because they are varied, and I love options that are already out there. I would go into detail about um, the different foods that I've eaten, but it'd probably be a long enough list. But I do want to say that there are more plant-based options in grocery stores now, um, especially a lot more with having meatless food. In Aldi, for example, it's one of the um, places that I shop for food, amongst others. I love Costco, Wegmans is cool too. Um, Whole Foods, I love for specialty stuff. But all these is really great because it has these plant-based patties. Now, these are great because they have rich ingredients, you know, things like chickpeas and carrots and peas and spinach and onions, potatoes and red peppers. It's all types of ingredients you can pronounce. And, you know, they're real ingredients. You know, just for example, this comes from their earth-grown products line that they have there at Aldi. And it may be sold exclusively at Aldi, I'm not sure. But I do know that their products are free from animal products. Um, And also things like meat, poultry, seafood. And, you know, their vegan items are free from, you know, animal substances. Like um, eggs and dairy and honey, gelatin, lanolin, things like that. I think now that restaurants have... um, you know, far and wide, even across, even even beyond the U.S. Now that they've uh, taken the steps to be zero waste, it's great because now um, grocery stores are, are are making it a point to and making a point to, you know, get on the bandwagon, so to speak. Not really, but fast food uh, restaurants are doing that more so. Um, especially what we talked about, like McDonald's and Burger King, you know, with their vegan. Um, sandwiches with the vegan, vegan uh, burgers, they are wanting to uh, have a new customer base. You know, all the vegans and vegetarians that really couldn't eat there before, now they can. They don't just have to just stick to salads um, or, you know, other options like maybe the uh, pies, except maybe if there's honey in the pies, they can't eat, you know, the pies then. Um, but, you know, there are options here. This this podcast episode was all about, you know, letting you know the restaurants are really doing their thing. They're out here and they are making change. And customers are taking notice. They really, really are. It's where fast food restaurants where I'm really excited about this. Um, I do love whenever a restaurant comes up with something new. And, you know, it's different because who doesn't love something new? Something that's healthier for you. Here in the U.S., there's epidemics of um, obesity, you know, um, you know, if you're born after a certain year, 
or in a certain year, I think uh, within the early 90s, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it's the 2000s, I think, um, you're more likely to have type 2 diabetes. Now, I did a podcast episode about, um, you know, vitamin D, and I uh, talked a bit about, about diabetes, like, in there, and yeah, if you're not taking care of yourself, your health, oh, you're going to have, you know, problems, these chronic health issues, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, things like that. Um, so I hope that this podcast episode was informative. It was fun. It was different. I know my voice was different. And uh, it's usually never like this. I don't, I don't think I've ever had such a serious case of laryngitis. But uh, it, it's my voice is coming back to me. Before, um, some days ago, I couldn't even really talk. So I'm making progress. Now when it comes to um, other episodes, there's one that I did called A New Food Made from Carbon Dioxide is a Game Changer for Our Food Future. It was episode uh, 75, and it was about uh, meatless alternatives. So I will go ahead and uh, you know let you know about that episode. I encourage you to go ahead and listen to it. It's pretty fun. I had fun exploring all the different options I could as far as meatless alternatives, and I shared a ton in that episode. So if you loved this podcast episode and want to share it, you can definitely listen to that episode. That's episode 75 about our food future and having those foods made from carbon dioxide. I talked a bit about it in the Mother Earth Minutes, all those different delectable uh, type of uh, foods, alternative foods. So next, we're going to get into some helpful tips in the Mother Earth Minute. So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and save Mother Earth. The message for this Mother Earth Minutes is I'm going to give you some tips on the shopping uh, for zero waste type of experience when it comes to stores and just being in a zero waste mindset. These tips are from Tree Hugger, really great place, and so I'd love to go ahead and share these several different tips. The first is when it comes to stores, stores can have a selected tear uh, stations and so a, a tear is the weight of an empty uh, vehicle or container. So with when it comes to stores and having that zero waste um, adaptability and, and shifting towards that model, stores should do a, a bit of a better job and and incentivizing and making it possible for consumers to have empty containers and reusable containers and stores should make it where their product is able to be um, easily handled and consumed in bulk um, arrangements. This is, uh, you know, really great for your consumer going to stores that have this option, places like Whole Foods, for example. There are probably other stores too, but I know Whole Foods has tons of bulk options. So this is great for zero waste because you're taking only as much as you need. You get that reusable c- container in there and you know that you're going to portion out your uh, food so that you don't, of course, waste anything. And the stores get that benefit of having you um, have your containers so they don't have to necessarily buy that stock, that those containers or anything of the sort for you to take the product home. Number two 
is that stores again could offer sterilized secondhand containers. Now, this is great. Um, even though the first one was about having consumers um, <coughs> have, con- have containers and whatnot, um, or having work consumers can can weigh them. This is great too, especially for those who are worried about safety or health or um, or germaphobes. So it can make. Um, the process where the store has sterilized containers for consumers to use um, and hopefully they're in great packaging like compostable um, type of packaging or something of that sort so that it can be you know chucked away if it's not needed or if it's touched or broken or something of that sort. Number three, shoppers, this is for you. You could, um, shoppers could be incentivized for using their own containers. So this means that you can have little small discounts as maybe you know, 25 cents or 50 cents a dollar off of your total bill or maybe a rewards program will suffice. These type of things will boast, boast um, and boost loyalty in the long run. So this is perfect. This is where shoppers are you know, doing their due diligence and they're telling the stores, hey, I'm using my own container. What's the incentive for this? Of course, you can do it for your own free will, but it's great to also be rewarded for good behavior. Number four is where the stores could start their own reusable container programs. Now, this is perfect because um, sort of like Loop, which is um, TerraCycle's reusable packaging grocery company, the responsibility is on the stores because they have the product, they can also have the container. That's perfect too. And so, you know, they have the containers where the product is coming out of them and the consumer really is in a pickle um, because the reusable containers are given back to the store or um, there's another uh, way that the store somehow crafts their own reusable container. In the end, there's no waste anywhere because everything is reusable. Then number five is where the shoppers could think about the containers that they bring and also the bags that they use. Perfect. Because, um, you know, wide mouth jars are, you know, fine because they're quick to use, um, easy to fill. Sometimes they're, they're sturdy enough where they don't break, especially if they're big enough and they don't drop, of course. But they're great for a variety of uses. So when shoppers bring things like wide mouth jars, you're, good, you're in a good space. They're great for things like butters, uh, nuts for liquids, honey, oil, all types of things. And they allow cashiers to see what's going on inside so you're not uh, seen as, as someone who's snooping or possibly stealing anything. And then the grocers can go ahead and uh, write a, a permanent weight. <coughs> they can write a permanent weight on the container just to speed up the process. Next are things like solid cloth bags <coughs> or reused paper. These things don't have to be weighted because they weigh very little. So you can directly fill whatever it is you need uh, in them. So that can mean flour or rice, beans, lentils, cereal, even tea bags or, or anything like that, um, or loose tea or coffee. 
Mesh is not going to be so good at a bulk food store, but it's going to be great for produce, you know, because mesh, um, you're, it's not great for holding things because it seeps through, but it's great for your vegetables or fruits and breads and things like that. And when it comes to small glass jars, these are great for samples or for maybe baking supplies or things that you'll need in smaller quantities or for if you need uh, smaller uh, types of things, maybe in a recipe and you only need a small amount of certain ingredients, this is great. Uh, a few more things is that when it comes to things like plastic store containers, these can be used, which is fine, but they have to also be washed out and refilled um, in the same, you know, sort of way. So you can't just have plastic store containers washed. Um, you can't just have them lying around. These things are kind of messy. They're not like simple glass that you, that you can just rinse. Um, but it's important to beware of food allergies regardless and also avoiding cross-contamination regardless of anything. fact of the day is that almost two-thirds of Americans now believe that climate change is either a crisis or a serious problem with the majority wanting immediate action to address it. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the January-February 2020 issue. Green Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. So we've come to the Eagle Company Spotlight, everyone. This is the time where I love to review environmentally related uh, products and services from all types of different companies out there. If you have one that you are a part of, have maybe found it, and want me to go ahead and talk about it, of course, uh, then let me know by voice message or email. I've been doing so since February 2019, and it's been a blast. Always providing you the information that you need about brands that you may not have heard of otherwise. So right now, I want to go ahead and introduce you to the company called Ite Inc. So Ite Inc. is a hair product line that's infused with 20 plus natural ingredients and it's designed to improve your hair for women, men, teens, kids, and babies. And of course, because it's Black History Month, I'm doing all types of Black-owned brands. Lakeisha Tompkins Hudson is the CEO and owner of ETA Inc. So the products of ETA Inc., they work for all types of hair textures and types, including natural hair, relaxed hair, transitioning hair, and color-treated hair. ETA products are great for all hairstyles, including for curling, flat ironing, wash and goes, locks, froze, twist outs, 
braid sets, buns, ponytails, shortcuts, weaves, and also weave uh, leave-out styles. Ite products will not straighten hair strands or change the, the hair's natural curl pattern or texture. Now, when it comes to the commitment to sustainability of Ite products, they use many different ingredients in their hair products, period. Tons of different natural ones. Uh, and there's some that I'm going to go ahead and talk about right now. So they have different ingredients like aloe vera, apple cider vinegar, argan oil, avocado oil, bananas, basil, bergamot fruit. They've also got ingredients like citrus and egg and milk protein and ginger and honey. And also ingredients like lavender, molasses, and nettle, silk protein, wheat protein, and tons more ingredients. So to learn more about those ingredients, just head on over to their website, ETA Products. That's E-T-A-E-Products.com. And then click the section labeled Ingredients at the top of the webpage. Now as far as their product selection, ETA Products has a bit of products that they have right now. They have about 30 products in their shop online as of this uh, podcast episode. They have a ton for hair. So they have bundle packs for infants and kids. They've got conditioners and other combs and uh, styling tools. They've got hair gloss, hair jelly, hair scarves, shampoo, shampoo bars. And they've also got different hair treatments and tons of other things. As far as their body care products, they have items for your face. So they have bundle packs there. To contact Ite products, you can go ahead and fill out their message form on their website. Or you can call them at their uh, customer service department line at 215-884-2082. So... As far as <coughs> as far as Ite products, um, I'm gonna do an update later with different uh, product info in a future episode announcement segment of Greener Thoughts. I'll have that info another time when I'm feeling a bit better. For um, Ite products, they can be found online at their website www.etaproducts.com <coughs> You can go to the top section labeled retailers where you can find ETA products locally. They're also available on Amazon.com, eBay.com, Unlimited Stock, Sally's, Walmart, <coughs> and other retailer locations across the country and world where available. Ite Products is on the following social media platforms. A Facebook at Ite Natural Products. That's E apostrophe T A E Natural Products. They're also on Instagram at Ite Hair. They're on LinkedIn at Ite Natural Products. They're on Twitter at Ite Natural Products. And they're on YouTube at Ite Hair. To contact ETA products, you can call them or send your email uh, to them via their contact form on their website. So thank you all for listening to the end. 
listening and hearing all about uh, the zero waste lifestyle, the food lifestyle, when it comes to, you know, learning new things about restaurants and grocery stores and how things are improving. And this is going to be the new wave of the future. So if you learn something about zero waste here, or if you're a foodie, or even if you want someone to you know learn about this and you want to share with them so they can get on in on the action, be sure to share this podcast episode. Thank you for listening in and being patient and for tuning in thus far. Please be on the lookout for another podcast episode coming up really soon. But until then, you all take care. And I hope that you take care of yourselves. Please take care of yourselves. And also, please take care of the planet. Bye.